Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Munt. Welcome back to another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Okay, Mad Dog. Oh, you just ruined that. That just, <laughs> uh, never doing that again. You're welcome. Episode 203. Tanner Lee, Josh the J-Man Mutt. What is up, J-Man? Feeling pretty good today. Feeling pretty good? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Dolphins hunt in there yesterday? Yeah, they did. But okay, can't really complain about their effort. Cubs are out. I can complain about their effort. I'm sure you will in a little bit. Pathetic. <laughs> that gif of that uh, fan a few years ago. <laughs> but you know, not what's not pathetic and uh, what restaurant gives good effort all the time? I'm going to say the damn landing. You are a smart person today. Just today. That, that's the damn landing. Whether whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, hand breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the damn landing is the place to be. The damn landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitou that focuses on freshness and quality. Of course, you got the damn smoke, so you got barbecue, especially the ribs. Mm. You got steaks, meats, meats, and more meats, pretty much Big on fan the weekends. Of and uh, you can also wash that down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Mansell in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be by boats, a little cold for a boat right now, or by Not wheels, the rest of the week. Not the rest of the week. The Dame Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I ate there last week. Wednesday night had a buffalo chicken um, wrap. Sounds. It's pretty good. Bomb. It's pretty good. Bomb. You about did your pretty, pretty good thing again. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. But like always, we are thankful they're the sponsor of the Tan and J-Man show. Are you ready to get quizzed? I'm Lance Stevenson. I was born ready. Russell Wilson is now the second quarterback in NFL history with at least 30,000 career passing yards and 4,000 career rushing yards. Can you name this quarterback? Want to repeat. Russell Wilson is now the second quarterback in the history of the NFL with at least 30,000 career passing yards and 4,000 career rushing yards. Who is the other quarterback? I got a pretty good guess. I think you have a decent shot at getting this one. But Birdie Bogey is brought to you by the Noble Gnome LLC. Fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. You know what that means. Get your veggies. Yes, sir. Need to put that on a t-shirt. That girl will be big and strong like J-Man. Speaking of t-shirts, our promo code is good through this week until Sunday, October 11th. If you want free shipping on most items on the Tan and J-Man Show store, go find our link, which is on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram. It's in the link on our bios. Click that link. Click Tan and J Man Show store. Get yourself some Tan and J Man Show merch. And the promo code is capital T, capital and capital J. So it is free shipping on most orders. And I apologize. Last week I said on all orders. How the site's set up, there's a few items that won't do free shipping. If you don't want to click a link on one of our social media um, things, uh, go to... Platforms. Platforms, thank you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash tan dash and dash j dash man dash store. Screwed that up. Start over again. I'm just kidding. Tan dash and dash j dash man dash show dash store get some stuff or just go to a link in a or bio or just go to a link in the bio because that's a lot easier yeah 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 they don't call me uh mr but, uh, confuses people but if you'd like to get yourself a new t-shirt short sleeve long sleeve zip up hoodie pullover hoodie um shirt for your kid or your baby some stickers what the whole debate face mask whatever Support the show. We'd really appreciate it and um, look good doing it. So, are you ready for some sporting events that have happened on October 5th? I was born ready. You can't take my line. Um, all right. Let's see what we got here. On this day, 1915, Detroit Tigers speedster Ty Cobb stole his 96th base of the season in a 5-0 to loss to the Cleveland Indians. That stood as the MLB record until 1962. Do you know who broke it? I'm going to go with Lou Brock. 1962? Hmm. Did he play this? Was he yeah. that old? Uh, no, but it was not Lewis. Murray Wills. Oh, Murray Wills. Murray Wills. Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray. I don't know. Uh, M-A-U-R-Y. Yeah. He had 104. Well, Lou Brock played from 61 to 79, so he's technically I did not know there. he was that old. Yeah, he wouldn't have been. As good then in 62. He was still a cub in 62. He only had 16 steals. On this day in 1932, with new ownership, the Detroit Falcons officially changed their name to the Detroit Red Wings. Oh. And the winged wheel is introduced. Previous names were the Cougars from 1926 to 1930 and the Falcons from 1930 to 1932. I did not know that. Neither. Uh, what else we got? Uh, on this day, 1950, Boston Celtics owner Walter Brown and coach Red Artback uh, drew drew lots, yeah, drew lots out of a hat for three members of the Chicago Stags franchise, and they hit the jackpot with future six-time NBA champion Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of old. Um, I see Yogi Berra on there. Yeah. On this day in 1953, the 50th Baseball World Series was played. The New York Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 4-3 to in Game 6 for a 4-2 to series win. New York's second baseman Billy Martin's 12 hit sets the World Series record. Yankees win fifth consecutive World Series. They cleaned up back then. And you saw Yogi Berra. It was on this day in 1956. Catcher Yogi Berra became the fourth New York Yankee to hit a Baseball World Series Grand Slam in Game 2 at Ebbets Field. In Brooklyn, uh, the Dodgers won thirteen to eight, but lost the series four to three. Hmm. Uh, a lot of NHL All Star Game stuff from back in the day. That's kind of weird. In October, huh? Yeah. 
On this day in 1976, the MLB expansion draft happened. The Seattle Mariners and Toronto Blue Jays picked 30 unprotected AL players. Hmm. Rupert Jones, outfielder of Seattle, and Bob Baylor, outfielder for Toronto, were the first picks. Never heard of either. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. On this day in 1991, Fresno State ties an NCAA football record with 49 points in a quarter. Who did? Fresno State. It was in the second quarter. I think that's when Delfer was their quarterback. 91. They routed New Mexico by a score 94 to 17. Wow. Wow. On this day, 1996, the Cleveland Indians struck out 23 Baltimore Orioles in 12 innings and a 4-3 ALDS win at Jacobs Field. The Orioles would win the series three games to one. Mm. On this day, also on this day, 1996, New York center fielder Bernie Williams homered from each side of the plate as the Yankees beat the Texas Rangers 6-4 to four to win the AL Divisional Series three games to one. Trent Dilfer was a quarterback, but he wasn't the oh, quarterback. No. I figured he was. Uh, they scored 94. They don't have a box score, unfortunately, because I really wanted to see that box score. But Dilfer that year threw two touchdowns and three interceptions, so he's kind of the backup. On this day in uh, 2001, Barry Bonds hit his 71st and 70, 72nd home runs in 11-10 loss versus the L.A. Dodgers at Pacific Bell Park, breaking Mark McGuire's MLB single-season home run record. Also on this day in 2001, the MLB's Atlanta Braves became the first pro sports team to win 10 straight division titles after they smoked the Marlins 20-3 to to clinch the NL East title. The NBA's Boston Celtics did it from 1957-65 to 65 and the Lakers 1982-1990. to 1990. Both of them, of course, those were nine in a row. On this day in 2002, for the first time in its 42-year-old history, the Anaheim Angels won a postseason series when they beat the Yankees 9-5 to to take the ALDS 3-1. to ending the Yankees' quest to make five straight World Series appearances. Angels went on to win that World Series, Game 7 against the San Francisco Giants. On this day in 2003, Kansas City wide receiver Dante Hall. Remember him, Mr. X? I saw a highlight video of him yesterday against Denver. He scored on a game-winning 93-yard punt return in the Chiefs' 24-23 victory versus the Denver Broncos at Arrowhead Stadium. That was not it. This was one where he made he did like six jukes and just took off. Our, our good friend Jeff Ryan was at that game. Oh. But uh, his return in this game uh, set a uh, – it was his fourth straight game with a return, NFL record. <laughs> he was kind of Devin Hester before Devin Hester. I was going to say, I remember Dante Hall being like the dude and then Hester yeah, took over. Just, mm. Yep. Um, and Hester did what he did, of course. On this day in 2003 as well, the Chicago Cubs won their first MLB postseason series since the 1908 World Series. That's true. With a 5-1 to win versus the Atlanta Braves in Game 5 of the NLDS at Turner Field. Yeah, wow. they, they went 95 years without winning a postseason series. I did not know that. Yep. That is astonishing. On this day in 2004, seven-time All-Star and six-time world champion forward Scottie Pippen announced his retirement from the NBA and the Chicago Bulls. Lost a lot of respect for him during the uh, Last Dance documentary. Yep. On this day in 2005, NHL great, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, made his coaching debut for the Phoenix Coyotes in a 3-2 loss to the Vancouver Canucks at Rogers Arena. His coaching career go very well? No. Like a lot of legends. Mm-hmm. 
And that's going to do it for the Honest Day segment. I had quite a bit this week. Hmm. And the Honest Day segment is brought to you by Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815. Nice. As we mentioned earlier, the Major League Baseball playoffs uh, are underway, and the Nash- four National League Central teams all put out of the postseason. I think I said last week uh, that that just showed the flaws um, in this expanded playoff, because that four National League Central teams made it, and I said I don't think any of them are any good. <laughs> and that kind of proved true. Um, the NL Central went a combined 1-8 and eight and were outscored 39-19 to 19, uh, while getting shut out five times. All four teams were shut out in the game in which they were eliminated. It's just spectacularly bad. They were embarrassing. Absolutely board. embarrassing. The Reds didn't score for 22 innings. The whole they, they didn't score in the two games. Tw- 22 innings straight, not scoring. Cubs scored one run against the worst playoff team in the history of sports. <laughs> the uh, Reds, man, their fans, they get so excited when they make the playoffs, and then they just find brutal ways to lose their first-round matchups. How many opportunities did they have game one in extra innings? They had guys on third with less than two outs. A bunch. They had bases loaded one time with, with like zero or I one I want to say nobody out twice in that because same game. I text our good friend mm-hmm. Andrew Eiler. He's like, if they don't score here, it's over. They don't. They're not going to score. No. They had so many opportunities, and the Braves. I don't know if the Braves found a way to win. I think the Reds just found a way to lose. Um, but as for the Cubs, it just it all culminated into this one just bad spectacularly bad playoff performance against, as I said, one of the worst playoff teams in the history of sports. If the Marlins were to have played a full 162-game season, they'd likely be picking in the top 10 um, in the draft next year. That's how just their lineup's not good. Cubs haven't won a playoff game in three years. That's just a colossal failure by the players, for one. Front office um, is another to blame, and the Ricketts family for going cheap. Um, they just haven't done anything to improve. They thought we're just going to go status quo, give them one more shot at it um, with this core, and it just backfired. Uh, the offense broke in 2018. Theo Epstein did nothing to fix it. Um, he has one year left on his deal, and he's meeting with uh, ownership tonight uh, to discuss his exit strategy. He will not be back after next year. That's pretty much a given. He even mentioned as much in his introductory press conference to the Cubs in 2011, saying, you know, 10 years is a long time, perfect amount of time. After that, need a new voice in there. Uh, so I think he will actually not even be there next year. Um, I think they'll just kind of cut ties now. Instead of having a lame duck um, – GM, president of baseball ops, whatever. Now, the reason why I think he could stay is he wants one more shot at getting another ring for the Cubs. Plus, I don't see any way that Jed Hoyer is not promoted to president of baseball ops. He's the Cubs general manager right now. So Theo's going to do everything in his power to help his friend um, Jed there. Um, it's time for a new voice at the top because this – it hasn't been a failure of a rebuild because they won – they 
accomplished what they needed to do, yeah. and that was win a World Series. Went to three straight National Championship Series, uh, 15 through 17. This, this is going to sound like a weird question. Looking back on it, do you think it was almost a bad thing that they seceded ahead of schedule in the long um, term? Long term, I think 16 covered up a lot of bad from the past three years. Yeah. Um, just saying, well, they won in 16. Let's give them another shot. Yeah. Uh, these players, I think a lot of them peaked early. Chris yeah. Bryant hasn't been as good as he was in 16. Uh, Kyle Schwarber's got progressively worse. Uh, Rizzo's been pretty consistent. Um, Javier Baez was really bad this year. Uh, everyone's Everyone had a worse year uh, than they had previously. Um, I think a lot of those players peaked in 17 or 16, and I know the pitching staff got older. Um, it's not a bad thing because they ultimately did what they needed to do. Exactly. World That's why it was a weird question. Um, but but it does make the last three years feel so much worse. It seemed worse. like it set some expectations. Right, that we're going to compete every single yeah. year. And for the most part, they have competed every single year. Uh, they had that choke job last year where they were up, oh, I want to say, three and a half, five games entering September, don't even make the playoffs. Um, 18, they're up five games with like 20 left, um, and Brewers got hot. Cubs get knocked out in the wild card game, and then this one just all came together, and it's time to – I'll talk about this in a few weeks when the season's completely over, what I think they need to do. It'll be an interesting offseason just because who knows what money-wise, with no. COVID, with no fans, anything, what teams will be able to do. Um, but it's time to break up this supposed core they have. Um, everyone, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, all free agents after next year. Uh, Rizzo has a $16.5 million team option this year. I imagine they'll pick it up. Um, it's kind of a no-brainer. But then you look at guys like Schwarber. Could he even be non-tendered uh, after having such a bad year? He has no trade value left. Chris Bryant was so bad uh, this year that he doesn't have any trade value right now. Now, will a team could a team jump at him and say, you know, we're going to try to buy low on him? Mm-hmm. Um, and Cubs aren't going to sell low on him. They're going to keep him. And I think it's more likely they make more moves at the trade deadline next year than they do this offseason. I'll talk about this uh, later on. But it was just a colossal disappointment of a season uh they were 10 games over 500 after their first 16 games and the final 44 games of the year they were two games under give me evaluation and i know it's tough with a 60 game season mm-hmm. of david ross's first year as manager because i think it's gonna be real interesting next year assuming they play a full schedule mm-hmm. um i may i don't know from outside looking at it, maybe maybe the pressure's kind of already on a little bit uh, Maybe not. I don't know. Um, Especially, I Ross, guess it depends what happens with the front office, too. Ross, I think, did a great thing, great job with the roster of just being, you know, we're going to grind, get back to that kind of mentality. of Because um, under Madden, it seemed like they were almost too loose a lot of times, and they'd struggle early in games. I think culture-wise, David Ross doing a great job. In-game, he did not do a good job, and it was really exacerbated in the postseason uh, he left Kyle Hendricks in one inning too long, and he gave up three-run homer uh, to Corey Dickerson in the seventh inning. It was clear like two innings earlier in that game one that Hendricks was done, but he left him in, and it backfired on him. Um, he wasn't great with his bullpen usage. His lineups weren't great, but I think that will just come along with experience. Um, and I think he'll ultimately be the guy going forward. 
Um, if they were to struggle next year, who knows? Um, two years is a real short time, especially yeah. in baseball. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think he did an okay job for a first-year manager. And I'm sure he'll get manager of the year votes just because he's a rookie uh, manager that the team wasn't really expected to compete, which kind of blows my mind because they still had all that uh, talent. And they ended up winning the division for the third time in five years. But I think he was just okay this year. Who do you think wins the series? Uh, so the series, um, we have one going right now, Houston Astros and the Oakland Athletics. Um, Astros beat the Twins. Twins have lost 18 straight yeah, playoff games. That's they mind-blowing. Were, they looked like they were set to make a run yeah. at the title this year, and yep. they fell flat on their face. Um, and they're playing in the bubble at Dodger Stadium. I saw a report today that there's a – Multiple Dodger people that did not want them in their home clubhouse at all. Just nervous that they're going to start cheating again and pick up something. I don't even know what they could pick up in their clubhouse. Did they evacuate um, all the trash cans? Yeah, they should have. Um, but they're currently winning 8-5 to five in the seventh inning against the Oakland Athletics. Um, Houston's a dangerous team, and I hate it just because I cannot stand them. Uh, but I still think even if Houston wins this one, I think Oakland wins in five. Um yeah. Chicago White Sox were put out by the Oakland Athletics. That was a really interesting series. Um, White Sox a year ahead of schedule as well, but at the same time, you can be excited for the future, but you don't want to take playoff appearances for granted. No, absolutely, in any sport. Mm-hmm. Any sport. Uh, but as I said, give me Oakland. Then the Yankees were able to sweep, sleep, uh, sweep the Cleveland Indians. And the bats got on fire. Um, they did hot. I mean, they, they were down pretty big early in game two and came back yeah, down five one but Gio Urshela Gio had, a had a grand slam yep, he had a grand slam uh they faced the tampa bay rays um this will be a fun series these two teams really don't like fun. each other don't like each other they shouldn't they're division rivals the rays pitch really really well so did the indians uh yankees hit really really well um i think yankees are better set up to win a three game and five game series than they would yep. seven i agree with that uh, so i think yankees win in four I just feel it right now. No, I like both of those. I actually have the Yankees in five and the A's in five. So, which will create I think a pretty the A's is more hopeful for me though than anything. Yeah, especially if they lose game one, um, which they're likely going to. Then the National League, we have the Braves and the upstart Marlins. Who I think have the Braves sweep them. A really good pitching staff, and there's no off days in the NLDS, which helps. I think a team like the Marlins. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Braves, but I think the Marlins find a way to win one game. Okay. I'll take a sweep um, to change it up. And then we have the uh, Los Angeles fun. This might be the matchup of the postseason. Sure. We're not even to the World Series. Los Angeles Dodgers against San Diego Padres. Um, Dodgers have the pitching and the offense. Padres have great offense. Um, I think Dodgers ultimately get it done in five. I think all – not the Marlins, Braves, but I – could see the other three series going five. I'll go Dodgers and four. Hmm. But before now, right now, I didn't even put any thought in the NL, the two NL series. So. Hmm. Oh, well. I was ready to roll on the spot, I guess. I'm, uh, after the Cubs lose, I kind of lose interest for a few days. But it'll draw oh, me that, back in that's eventually. understandable. It's I will say it's been so difficult to get into playoff baseball with no fans. So those fans are just rocking every single pitch and just not having it. It felt too much like a regular season game. Yep. Um, and I think the players is kind of reflective of the players too. Like Freddie Freeman had a walk off single on uh Wednesday against the Reds. And it just looked like a normal regular season walk off celebration yep. where usually they'd be like tackling him. So uh, it'll be interesting. I think 
they did say they're planning on having 11,500 for the World Series. They're selling tickets. I think that's going to be at Globe Life Park in uh, Arlington. Okay. I think. Yeah, I was talking with um, one of my bosses at work today, and we were actually talking about the Super Bowl, how we just can't imagine the Super Bowl not at least trying to get half capacity by February right. and, and down in Tampa. I think they ultimately will have at least. I mean, they're Tampa's already having 20%. Yeah. yeah. So. I mean, you can't not, not have yeah. a crowd that's going to make some sort of noise. Excitement and noise on TV for the biggest I think the, sporting event of the year. I think the um, AFC and NFC championships get louder anyways because it's at home parks or home uh, fields, you know. But depending um, on where still, it's at, some might not have right. fans at all. Who knows? It's going to be interesting. We'll, yep. Who knows what it will be in a couple months. Moving on to college football. Um, you watched a bunch, it sounds I did. like. I didn't watch a second of college football, <laughs> so fill me in, please. Well, it was a crazy day of upsets. Mm. Yeah, underdogs everywhere. If, if you're gambling and took the underdogs, you probably did pretty well this weekend. Am I? I didn't bet I didn't bet on college football. I did wow. put a ten dollar parlay on five games in NFL yesterday and it tanked quicker than <laughs> anything. Um but that was mainly thanks to the Cardinals. But um yeah, the Big Twelve is just funny every weekend to me. It's just a it's a circus right now. Seems like even normal years, it's like that too. Right now, the best team in the Big Twelve is Oklahoma State. And they looked real bad against Tulsa two weeks ago or three mm-hmm. weeks ago. But it just seems like I mean TCU is zero and one coming into this week, playing Texas at Texas, find a way to win. Yep. But Texas fumbled at the two yard line, and Texas was very lucky last week. To come back down Very 14 lucky. or 15 with three minutes left against Texas Tech. Oklahoma, who already had one loss last week to Kansas State, goes to Ames, which they struggle with Iowa State in normal years anyways. Mm-hmm. Iowa State beats them at home, giving Oklahoma back-to-back losses for the first time in, like, forever. Old Matt Campbell knows how to upset teams, and that's yep. why they're always ranked pretty high, and then they fall back down, but then they're real dangerous come middle of conference season. I'm always happy when I see Iowa State do good because uh, their defense coordinator, John Haycock, I worked with him a little bit when I was a manager at Purdue. He was on Daryl Hazel's staff for one year only in 2013. He was a defensive backs coach. Then he went to Toledo, was the defense coordinator. Now he's at Iowa State. So good guy. So I like to see him have success. I think it's pretty neat. Um, but uh, yeah, the Big 12, and then you got good old Kansas against Oklahoma State. There was one point in the game, one point in the game where Oklahoma State had 500 yards, Kansas had 50. Not going well for old Les Miles. Kansas needs to get rid of their football program. Or drop it down a level like UConn. Even though they did put a bunch of money last year into facilities and made their locker rooms real nice and everything. (laughs) But, oh, my, it's just they are awful. They're beyond awful. I don't even know putrid. They were good like 12 years ago. Went to a BCS game, I believe. They did have uh, Keith Tlaib and Chris Harris Jr. as the corners. That helps. 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 But, yeah, they they beat – Missouri in a neutral game at Arrowhead Stadium. Then they went to the BCS. Uh, that was like number one against number two. It was Chase Daniel versus Todd Reesing. I remember yeah. Todd, Todd Reesing. Yeah. yeah, that was a big-time matchup. But uh, uh, Some more upsets over the weekend. Yep. Arkansas went into Mississippi State. Yeah. New coach there. Don't remember his name. I do know Mississippi State. He was an O-line coach at Georgia. Missi- uh, Pittman, I believe is his I think last it's, name. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Costello threw a pick six first drive, and that kind of was three, the tone setter. Three interceptions. Did you know Arkansas's quarterback is Felipe Franks? That's who, right. Who from, was at Florida. Florida. Yep. 
Tulsa went into Central Florida, knocked them off. I did not know that. Talked a little bit about Tulsa uh, almost beating Oklahoma State. That was just their second game um, this week against Central Florida. They went in there and won 34-26. Speaking of Florida, Kyle, Kyle Trask has 10 touchdowns through two games. Yeah, he's looking real good so far. Um, and you were kind of talking about Tulsa in, in, in UCF, probably the same conference. That's what I mm-hmm. made me think. SMU is the highest-ranked team in the state of Texas, first time since 1986 right now. They beat Memphis over the weekend. Yep. Uh, that, that was a good game. That would have been like right after SMU got like the death penalty, or was it before? I watched that 30 for 30, and I don't remember. It seems like it was early 80s, mm-hmm. but 86 they were – Hmm. Yep. Doesn't seem like they'd be able to. They're recover. playing good ball right now. Why can I not think who their coach is right now? Um, it, SMU. It is. Uh, is it June Jones? Yes. Is it old Hawaii coach? Yes. Okay. I think so. North Carolina State went into um, Pittsburgh. And yeah. Won. Those two oh, programs are very similar, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. Why do I not think it's June Jones? I don't know. He Maybe he was there at one time. He was. Sonny Dykes. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. Cause Cal. I was yeah, thinking he was already Jones. there, but he was at Louisiana Tech before he went to Cal. I got the red yes. and the blue mixed up in my head. Yeah, Sonny Dykes and June Jones are kind yep. of similar in my – yeah, June Jones wouldn't be there. Um, the Irish had an actual bye week this week, so that's two weeks in a row they're off. They host Florida State this upcoming week. It's a night game up at South Bend. That's going to be a massacre, I would think. Then Notre Dame next week hosts Louisville, who's a pretty good team. Then they finally go on the road at Pittsburgh the following week. They haven't been on the road yet. They were supposed to at Wake Forest last week. But they they haven't played in three, it'll yeah. be three weeks. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they come out next Florida week. Florida State's looking garbage. They're real bad. What happened? They won the title six years ago. Was it six? They're a basketball school now. Larry Hamilton knows what the heck that. he's doing I mean, down there. Man. They've just – and they got – they got too much talent to be struggling. I know Mike Norvell's in his first year, but still. And he's he's had COVID, so he hasn't even been able to really be there. But, uh, it's your Canes, man. Huge showdown this week. Huge! They're the visitor on game day at number one Clemson. But Notre Dame dodged that bolt. They don't have to go against the Canes. Man, I really wish I could go up and watch them. But let's pick some top 25 games. We're only this Saturday's two weeks away from Big Ten. Yes. So our Big Ten preview show is getting closer. All right, let's see here. We have Wednesday night. Oh, nope, 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 that game's postponed. Never mind. Oh. It's supposed to be Louisiana Lafayette against Appalachian State. But uh, then it looks Big like Louisiana game. left Lafayette rescheduled a game. They play Saturday. They're ranked 23rd. They host Coastal Carolina, who beat Kansas week one. Give me uh, the first team that's ranked that. They they shouldn't be ranked. Raging Cajuns? Yeah, they shouldn't be ranked. Winning at Iowa State helped them get ranked. Yeah. So. Good ACC matchup here. Number 19, Virginia Tech, who's 2-0, and who had a heck of a win over the weekend, beating Duke without 21 players. Yeah. They won their first game without yeah. a bunch of players as so well. So they're getting through it right now. They traveled to Chapel Hill to face 2-0, and number 8, North Carolina. Mac Brown, man. Um, give me Virginia Tech because I'm still mad at Sean May. That's a good reason. Um, <laughs> give me North Carolina. The Red River uh, shootout or rivalry. You got one and two Oklahoma against uh, two and one number twenty two Texas. But Oklahoma's two and a half point favorites. They always play that neutral. 
Yeah, it's usually cotton in the bowl. Uh, cotton bowl. Um, it, is it is. Cotton bowl on Fox. Yep. Uh, give me Texas. Oklahoma won by a touchdown last year. Man, this is a toss-up. I just don't see Oklahoma losing their third game this early in the season. Give me Oklahoma. Number four, Florida at number 21, Texas A&M. Give me Florida. Jimbo's got to win one of these eventually, though, doesn't he? Year three. Getting paid $100 million bucks. Yeah, you should probably start winning them now. And they got killed in Tuscaloosa, but that's understandable. I mean, Who Alabama doesn't? looked ridiculous. <laughs> that's the last time Alabama's lost a I home mean, game. I mean, and they and, and A&M's got a good quarterback. Kel- Kellen Munns, I think rated he, number four right now a, of the quarterbacks. He's a big name, but he yeah. hasn't played that well at all. Yeah, he's His ranked number four for quarterbacks. Like. It goes uh, Lawrence Fields, Trey Lance, him, and then. Um, Purdy I've, from uh, Iowa State. I've never understood the Kellen Mond love. But I'm taking Florida as well. Texas Tech, who I think they their whole season are in shambles after choking <laughs> against Texas. They traveled to Ames to face 2-1. and one. Iowa State was back in the rankings at rank 24th. Give me the hurricane, Hurricanes. Give me the Cyclones. I agree. Iowa State. Number 14, Tennessee travels down between the hedges to take on the number three Georgia Bulldogs. I'm starting to think Tennessee did well with this head coach. Absolutely. Instead he of, turned it around quick last it, year. Which kind of annoys me that Tennessee fans are happy. You know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> yeah. Um, They're a pretty arrogant bunch. Yeah, but give me Georgia. Georgia? Yeah, I agree. Georgia. University of Texas San Antonio travels to beat number 15 BYU. Give me the Mormons. Yep. Mormon up. Give me the Cougars. Arkansas, coming off a big win, 101. They travel to face number 13, Auburn, who's also 101. Uh, give me Auburn, just because. I don't really like Bo Nix that much, though. No, not, uh, not Bo Nix. Fun little matchup here. Number two, Alabama travels to Ole Miss. Saban against Kiffin. That'll be fun. Uh, give me give me Alabama and the boys, though. Ole Miss did have a good win over the weekend. I'm blanking on who they beat, but they uh, – oh, they beat Kentucky. They, yeah. they beat Stoops at Kentucky in overtime. But give me Alabama. Your number seven, Miami, Florida Hurricanes at number one, Clemson. Um, Give me Clemson by four touchdowns. That would double the spread. Spread's 14 and a half. I think the Canes are pretty good, but I don't think any team's really much of a match for Clemson outside of Bama or Ohio State. Give me Clemson as well. Florida State at number five, Notre Dame. Not Notre Dame's fault they haven't played. I just said number five. Actually, it kind of is. I bet they fell, actually, in the rankings. I don't think this app updates till tomorrow. You said that with distaste, though. Number five. I did. Uh, Give me the uh, Irish. Yeah. Can you guess the spread? uh, Irish roll easy. 22 and a half. Pretty close. 21. I think they cover. And the poor Missouri Tigers, they're 0-2. They don't they've, call them misery for they've nothing. They've played Bama and Tennessee. This week they go at LSU. Uh, give me the Tigers. Good pick. Not That's a say, safe pick. Not saying which one. That's a safe pick. Yeah, give me the LSU, the uh, Tigers from the Bayou. Rawr. That's all we got for top 25 games this nice. week. Sticking with football and moving on to the National Football League. National Football League. Three winners, three losers. Who you got? Oh, I get to go first this week, huh? We going with winners, then losers? Yes, sir. Got to go with the Cleveland Browns. They're also one of my winners. They're a quiet 3-1. They tried to choke that thing away. They're making me very nervous. They're coming back. 
49 points on the road. Uh, Jarvis Landry threw a touchdown pass, and he tweeted, I threw one pass yesterday, and my lap feels like I pitched nine innings. All right. That's hurt. OBJ's best game in a Browns uniform, three touchdowns. You give him some touchdowns, he gets happy. You give Jar- Jarvis, let him throw when he's happy. Uh-huh. Those two are happy. They're engaged. Cleveland's turned this thing around all of a sudden. After week one, they looked horrible. It does help they got to face the Bengals and the Skins, Red, or the football team, sorry. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, um, but really, really good road win yep. at Dallas, uh, regardless of how Dallas is playing. Yep. Uh, another winner, I think, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They're now 2-2, two and two and they've been without Christian McCaffrey. 2-0 oh without Christian. Three, Isn't that weird? Three, see, did he play the first two weeks? He got hurt week two. Oh, okay. Um, um, yeah, Teddy, I mean, he's got DJ Moore to throw to and Robbie Anderson. Besides that, I couldn't name you a target he has. Curtis Samuel. I didn't realize well, he was there. He's on my fantasy team. That's the only reason why I know. I don't <laughs> but, start him. Uh, yeah, they – tells you anything. I, I, I thought this team was going to be – and they still might end up being bad, but Matt Rule so far, I didn't think he'd have two yeah. wins through four weeks. Must be a good football coach. Um, he's won everywhere he's been. Temple, yeah, Temple Baylor. Tur- tur- Temple was nothing. Got there, turned him around. Baylor was a dumpster ba- fire after Bryles. Yeah, he was 1-11 or 0-12 yep. his first year at Baylor. Turned him into six a really games, good and then, program. Yep. Uh, so he knows what the heck he's doing. Other winner, Joe Burrow. First rookie quarterback ever with three straight 300-yard passing games. So my other two winners, um, got to think here. I'm going to go Tampa Bay as a winner. They're starting to hit their stride. Tom Brady, he seems like he's accomplished everything he can in a NFL career, but he did a he had a accomplishment yesterday that was a first for him. That's five touchdowns of five different five wide different receivers. receivers yeah. and they're starting to click, which is dangerous for everybody in the NFC. Other winner, hmm, who else could I pick as a winner? Oh, how about the Philadelphia Eagles last night on the road? San Fran, a lot of people weren't giving them a chance, though, and they win. And if the playoffs started today, they'd be the NFC East champs. Which leads me to my losers, the NFC East, again for the second straight week. Um, This garbage Eagles team is leading the division at 1-2-1. and Yep. That division is atrocious. Yep. I mean, Redskins and Giants might win. Football team. <sighs> First week I've done this. Yeah, too. it is. The Washington and the New York football Giants yeah. might win one more and the game. Giants hung in there against the Rams yesterday. I think but the Rams let them hang yeah. in there. Rams can't put teams um, away. NFC East, um, or yeah. Hmm. Losers, terrible football division. Can I tell you who's my number one loser? I bet they're on my list. Tennessee Titans. Oh, no. I did have them on my list at one point. And, and I know a lot of people, whoa, how can you – it's not the Titans' fault. I'm not so sure it's it not their fault. It might be their fault. They're going to investigate for some protocol because the team they played the week prior, Miami Vikings, no positive tests. I don't know. There's just there's something – Something went – there was just too many guys getting positive. Some, something. Something. Sorry, I can't believe that. You just called them the Miami Vikings. Minnesota, I met. <laughs> I didn't even realize I said that. Every week I got a blunder somewhere. M. Speaking of protocol issues, another one of my losers, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Lose to the Buffalo Bills at home. Had a chance to cement themselves as a pretty good team against, a, in my opinion, the second-best team in the AFC in the Buffalo Bills. Fell flat on their flat on their face. They're also being investigated for letting somebody into their locker room. And I saw today Darren Waller and Derek Carr were both fined a hefty amount for not wearing a mask at a um, 
charity event. I wish I could say this all surprised me about that um, organization, but it no. doesn't. It does kind of surprise me about Carr because he seems like yeah. somebody that would. I don't know anything yeah. really about Waller, uh, but Gruden, absolutely not. <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, other loser, Detroit Lions. Yeah. Every week they get up 14 and they just. Matt Patricia's next, I think, on the chopping block. Uh, he said after the game that, well, he had to clean up a bunch of mess here and turn things around. I'm like, they were a lot better with Jim Caldwell than they were with you. Yeah. Fat boy with a beard. <laughs> Back to the Matt Millen days. He's a GM. Yeah. Speaking of another loser, although I can maybe put them in the winner category now, Houston Texans. Yeah. Um, 0-4, but Billy O'Brien, general manager and head coach, You've been calling that Dunzo. since preseason. Since the preseason, I didn't think he'd last the entire year. No, I think I had the Texans like um, twelve and four to thirteen. I think I had him winning the division, but I just the writing was on the wall for O'Brien. He just he wasn't a very good guy. Never liked him. He's a since jerk. Hard, hard knocks, knocks showed he was um, a jerk. I just read that when former coach Texans coach slash GM Bill O'Brien fired people over the years, he did so with so many f bombs and orders to get the f out of the it. building Im- immediately. How, per sources, how did? Um, but that wasn't how he. How did he ever today. coach college kids at Penn State? Even I though he no did a idea. very good job at Penn State in two years, and if he would have stayed yeah. there a couple extra years, he, they were going to be really dangerous. He really saved Penn State after. Oh, the he did. Paterno. They, they, maybe they needed somebody like that at that time, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, I can call the Dolphins a winner for the Houston Texans losing because each week yeah. the Texans lose, the Dolphins win. It's very true. Who own their first and second round pick next year? Very true. So. We got two Monday night games tonight, and one's yes, actually do. already kicked off. New England Patriots, for the first time in 19 years, are double-digit underdogs. No Cam Newton. No Tom Brady. No Tom Brady. That's the denominator yeah. there. Uh, Brian Hoyer getting the start for the New England Patriots because Cam Newton is on the COVID list. When can he come off? Can he technically play on Sunday? I don't know yet because I thought it was like 10 days. It's a tough game to pick. So if it was just on Saturday for 10 days, he he can't play. He couldn't play. I Um, I doubt he plays Sunday. I can't imagine he does either. Hope he doesn't. Um, I need all the hope I can get. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, they just kicked off. I don't know a score yet. I can't imagine there's a score. I hope New England's winning like Um, 14-0. Now I need to go take a shower because I feel dirty saying that. on their own 17-yard line. Yeah, Kansas City hadn't scored yet. So. Kansas, uh, they forced a punt. Oh, All no. Right. Uh, I think Kansas City's on New England's 17-yard line. Oh, great. That up. That's definitely what happened. Mm. Well, Patty Mahomes is already four for six, 58 yards. Wish I could say that surprised me, but uh, yeah. how about the second game tonight? We have the Green Bay Packers at – or, no, the Atlanta Falcons at the Green Bay Packers. Um I think Green Bay rolls. They were my 14-point confidence game. Um, had them for 12. Which uh, leads me to, unfortunately, um, Tanner winning the belt once again. The belt stays home. Um, I told you all year long. For staying the home. last possible week, it's staying with Tanner. Not home. The champ is uh, here again. Champ is here. We have two buys this week, though. The Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers are, are on buy. First bye weeks of the year. I will say this week in Pick'em was weird because we both didn't get any points. For the Titan Steeler game, I had the Titans for two, so that didn't really crush me. I think I had them for six. I um, think so. It hurt you more than it hurt me. But uh, going into tonight's game, I was beating you points wise, and we both 
selected the same mm-hmm. team. So, and I, I think if we both win, I would have lost by two points. Is yes, that correct? Correct. So it was off. One hundred and ninety-eight. If we both win, yeah, tonight. it was off the close. But Tanner squeaked it out. Uh, but let's go through and pick the week five games starting Thursday night in Chi Town. Also, I have to give a shout out to the Colts for how well they played. Their defense defensively yesterday. Um, the Bears were the worst three and team I've seen since the Dolphins in 2013. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears end up at like five and eleven or six and ten. I just don't think they'll be looking good. for a quarterback next year. Uh, ball team, but anyway, Tampa Bay goes on the road to Chi Town Thursday night. Who you got? I got Tampa Bay. Bill fourteen pointer. I have Tampa Bay going into the Monsters of Midway for eight points. Yeah, if that backfires on me, that's gonna put me in a big hole after Thursday. You'd only be six points down. Yeah, that's I true, I guess. But yeah, I didn't look at it that way. Carolina at Atlanta. Tough game to pick, mm-hmm. especially because I want to see what Atlanta does tonight. Because they got to start playing desperate. I think Dan Quinn could also be one of the next in line on the chopping so, yeah. block. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to take the Panthers on the road. I keep picking Atlanta to win, and I'm doing it again. I have it for five. I have the Panthers for two. Buffalo at Tennessee, if it's played, would not be surprised if it's pushed to maybe even Tuesday just to give it more time or if it's just canceled altogether. Don't know how they do it if it's just canceled Man. altogether because uh, it's far more difficult to make up football games than it is during the Major League Baseball season for baseball. They um, should have built in two bye weeks for every team. Absolutely. Colossal failure by it. Roger Goodell once again. Uh, but who you got? I got the Bills, but for one point. I have Buffalo Bills as well. Um, I have it for two. Uh, I think they're playing as good as any team not named the Kansas City Chiefs or Seattle Seahawks. Right yeah, now. I'd bump them over the Ravens right now. Yeah, I would too. Um, I'd say they're def- playing better jo- in Seattle. Even. Josh Allen has thrown or has scored 37 touchdowns to only like two picks in his last yeah, he's, 14 games or something. He's a good one. like that. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs for 15. I have the Chiefs for 13. Um, of course, we don't know how they're going to play tonight. I assume they're going to win against New England. No still, wouldn't, still wouldn't change my pick. Uh, wouldn't change my pick even if they lost because I just think they're that much better than the uh, yep. Vegas Raiders. Colossal disappointment over the past two weeks, Arizona Cardinals, who uh, I was real high on after their first two weeks, and now I'm less high on, uh, traveled to the – um, listless, listless, listless New York Jets. Speaking of a coach that should be on the hot seat. Adam Gase should be one of the next on the ch- I mean, you, chopping block That as was well. kind of a book it of yours last week, which you still need to do one, by the way. Thank you. Um, you thought if they lost to Denver, which they did, that he would be gone. I thought he was gone. After Thursday night, I'm like, he's gone tomorrow. And it's Monday, and he's still here. Yeah, he might just last the whole year. No way. I can't no imagine. Way. Who knows, though? I will give myself a shout-out. I did get my book it correct last week. Major League Baseball playoffs, I said at least one series in both leagues where the higher or lower, which everyone would look at at seed, would win. I just had a stat come across my phone about the Seahawks because we were just talking about them. They're the only team in the league to give up 400 yards every single game. They have the worst defense in football, and they're sitting here at 4-0. Because their offense is really good. An amazing quarterback. And a beast um, of a wide receiver. Yes, I'll talk a little bit. But it's about just so later. weird. They used to be all defense, yeah. little offense, and now it's it's kind of like the Colts. It used to be all offense, yeah. no defense. Now they've kind of flipped things. Who are you taking? 
Cardinals or Jets? I got the Cardinals for eight. I have the Cardinals for four. I'm less confident in this than I was. I almost wanted to go with the Jets. I did really too. Low, but I did too, but I didn't. Philadelphia Eagles at the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are on bye this week because of the Tennessee Titans uh, transgressions. The battle for Pennsylvania. Yeah, they are both in uh, Pennsylvania, aren't they? Yes. Uh, Eagles' offensive line is not good at all. The Steelers have the best pass rush in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Steelers for nine points. I also have the Steelers for nine points. Um, I keep harping on Carson Wentz, but I, and I don't feel like doing it, but people know my thoughts on him. Los Angeles Rams traveled to our nation's capital and play the football team. There you go. <laughs> they only took it three times. Give me the Rams for 13. Rams underwhelmed in their performance against the Giants on Sunday, but I think they come out fired up and beat the football team, and I have them for 14. Yeah, I think the football team is going to be looking for a quarterback in the offseason. I wouldn't be surprised if they switched Alex Smith sometime. I, I don't I know. He deserves it. I don't know why they would because you've got to know what yeah. you have in Dwayne Haskins, um, and they're clearly not going to be a playoff team, so I don't know why they would. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals travel to my least favorite city in the U.S., Baltimore. <laughs> That's not high praise at all. My least favorite uh, city I've ever been to in uh, my life. I've, Sorry I've, to anyone I've, that lives in I've Baltimore. I've heard that from a couple people, so you're not the only person I've heard that from. But it's amazing what one player can do as far as an enjoyment factor of watching a football team. I like watching the Bengals every week now because of Joe Burrow. And then you, on the other side, you have Lamar Jackson, who also brings lots yeah. of joy. But uh, give me the Ravens for 11. I have the Ravens for 15. Um, I just think they get it done pretty handily um, this weekend. Yep. The Jacksonville Jaguars against a, an interim-led Houston Texans. Don't know who their interim is. Nope. Got to think Houston's got to get it done this week. Yes. If they don't get it done this week, then, yeah, I don't even know what to say about them. But Gardner will keep the Jaguars hanging around. It'll be closer than it probably should. But I like the Texans, but only for three. I like Houston for seven. Deshaun Watson's really regressed. I think that has a lot to do with who his head coach was. He kind of got paid. Uh, yeah, he got his money too. Uh, but give me Houston. I think they finally get it done um, this week. The Miami Dolphins travel to San Francisco. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Who was um, Mullen? He Met- got benched. Did for he get benched? And Beathard played way better. Um, so we might see C.J. Beathard. I think Jimmy might be back. He might be back. He was standing on the sideline last yeah. night. They have so many injuries on defense. Kittle is back. Um, Samuel's and back. Kittle was unbelievable last night. I think he had 15 catches. You can't stop him. Um, and Dolphins have had trouble. Doesn't matter who their coach is. They've had trouble guarding the I tight end. I feel that pain. Um, we don't know who the Dolphins quarterback is going to be yet. No. Nope. I'm sure it'll be Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Flores was kind of noncommittal uh, today. Dolphins played the worst defense in the NFL in the Seattle Seahawks. Only scored one touchdown. It was garbage time uh, touchdown. They kicked five field goals. They had long drives all day. Couldn't punch it in the end zone. I think it's time to make the switch. I think one more loss, and we will absolutely see the switch. However, I think the Dolphins go into Santa Clara and win. I, I don't know why I picked them. I just have a feeling it's going to happen with how banged up the Niners' defense is. Um, Dolphins team plays hard, and I, ju- I don't know why I feel like it. They've been so close, but I think they go in there and win. This was kind of a toss-up game for me, but I'm looking at the Yahoo app, and 94.74% of the nation's going with San Fran, and I am going to as well. I'm on record. I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. 
still mad he's not the coach in Denver, even though I do like Vic Fangio. But I'm going to take the Niners at five points. I have the Dolphins for – that's my one-pointer. One uh, I just I – don't, I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling that they're going to win this week. The Indianapolis Colts, two upstarts, I would say. Um, the Colts at 3-1 and one and the Cleveland Browns at 3-1. This three is a and really one. intriguing matchup, one of the most intriguing ones for Sunday's upcoming matchups. Mm-hmm. Colts got a really good defense, but the Browns can put up points. It might come down to the Colts' offense versus the Browns' defense. But uh, I'm going to take the home team. I'm taking the Brownies for four. I'm taking Cleveland for three. Um, we've been pretty similar this week. Yeah, there's a couple uh, early on that are going to. Uh, yeah, I think it. it would be so Cleveland to fall flat on their face at home against a team I would say they probably should beat. Well, they're going to be feeling um, high. However, so I do have a stat. Home teams this year are 29-31-1. No fans. No fans makes a big difference. Last year, however... The win percentage of home teams is only 52%, 130-120-1. year before, though, 60.6%, uh, 152 99 and 2 The year before, home teams were 143-108. and 108. And the year before that, 16-145-106-1. Could the lack of fans really be hurting um, the home teams this year? I would say absolutely yeah. it has something to do There's with it. There's definitely some guys, some athletes in general, and you're going back to certain players playing bad in the MLB this year. Right. Uh, Roy McIlroy's been on record on and, and, and the PJ Tour. Some athletes got to find ways to get themselves pumped up now mm. instead of relying on the atmosphere. So absolutely. Yep. We have the New York football giants at Jerry's World and the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are struggling, but the Giants are just not a good football team, especially without Saquon Barkley. I'm taking the Cowboys for 12. I'm taking the Cowboys for 12 as well. Um I can't if if they lose to the Giants at home, <laughs> it could get real late early for Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Real late. They're gonna early. be calling wishing they still had Jason Garrett. I know it. Who is the office coordinator in New York? I can't imagine so. anyone ever wanting Jason Garrett to be mm-hmm. their head coach. They would want him back. The Denver Broncos at likely Cam Newtonless, New England mm-hmm. Patriots. Yeah, I don't think Denver's won there and Foxborough since 06, I believe. It's been a long time at least. Um, Brett Rippon's probably going to be the starter. Don't think Drew Locke will be back yet. Probably won't even be active. Um, I like their chances better without Cam than if if the Patriots had Cam, but in the end I don't think it's going to matter, and I think the Patriots win, unfortunately. I have 10 points on the Patriots. Um, I have New England for six. I think Denver hangs in there. they got um, good, two talented defense, not the hang around, I don't think. but Yeah, and I just, without having Cam Newton, Brian Hoyer's nowhere. Oh, he's just not He's that a whole good different quarterback. quarterback. I mean, too. a terrible Dolphins team went into Indianapolis and beat Brian Hoyer. McDaniels had year. to throw out the playbook and, yeah. and reinstall different plays because he can't um, run read op- RPOs with. But I think New England has too good of a defense to give up too many points yeah. to a Brett Rippon. Yeah. And Brett Rippon can't throw three picks again or they no. will get demolished. No. He was lucky it was the Jets. You're, you're absolutely right. I can't argue with that. The Minnesota Vikings, who finally won a game, they're sitting at 1-3, and three, travels to one of my favorite cities in the U.S., in Seattle. A lot different than Baltimore. I think Seattle wins uh, seven confidence points. I have Seattle for 11 Moving on to the Los Angeles Chargers at the New Orleans Saints. Saints are looking better again. They looked real good yesterday. They did play the Lions, though. But I got the Saints for six. I have the New Orleans Saints for ten. Um, 
Don't really like the way Drew Brees has been playing. Played well yesterday. He did against a bad Lions team. Um, Still doesn't have his number one target, but but he is, he is regressing. He is regressing absolutely. Um, say, but and I really like the way Justin Herbert's looked here of mm-hmm. late as well. Played really well yesterday, I thought, um, and that could put added pressure on Brian Flores to make the switch um, to to a tongue of Iloa in Miami. Uh, but that'll do it for our week five picks. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. I think my Miami Heat in the NBA Finals go to at least seven against the Los That's Angeles Lakers. That's a bold Lakers. prediction. No, it's got to go bold I this think week. they got their one, and I think they lose a series four games to one. Team fights, though, man. LeBron is soft, yells at his team for quitting, then walks off the court with 10, 10 seconds. seconds left. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why do? How does anyone respect that guy? I will never know. I don't know. Um, but that is our week five picks. Love football season, and we get to do picks like this. Yeah, but yeah makes uh, you much can put enjoyable. the belt down now because it's no, over with. You need to do the sponsor read. Um, J Man's book at prediction of the week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis two one nine eight six nine four five six one. His email is Travis dot at infb dot com. Didn't look at the paper once. That's pretty impressive. Memorized. Scores updates. The Houston Astros are likely going to beat the Oakland A's. They're up 9-5 to in the ninth, and they have a couple guys on. Nobody out. The NFL game, Chiefs are up 3 nothing. Yeah, it's early. Good. Hell the field. Um, yeah, Patriots have the ball here. Uh, not driving yet, but uh, keeping it close. Not, <laughs> it's not over yet like it was <laughs> last week. I mean, they were so good yeah. um, in Baltimore last week. Trivia time. Russell Wilson became the second quarterback ever to throw for 30,000 yards and run for 4,000 yards in his career. Who was the other quarterback? Well, there's one guy that came to my mind earlier, but he didn't throw for enough because they didn't throw for a ton back in the day. And I'll tell you that name because I know it's not right. It's Frank Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. Um, I got another guy in mind, but I don't know if he threw for that many yards. And now I got another guy in my mind. Randall Cunningham. <sighs> Incorrect. I don't know if he ran for it. No, I didn't. I figured he didn't pass for it. I'm going to go look it up real quick to make sure my source was not. Uh, no, you're probably right. Randall Cunningham threw for 29,979 <laughs> yards. He ran for he ran for 4,900. <laughs> he was so close. <laughs> He was 70 yards away. I feel pretty good about that was a, this week's bogey. That, what What was your other guess? Michael Vick? No. Steve Young. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And he, he is a definition of a mobile quarterback that you don't think of being mm-hmm. mobile. Cause he, and he yep. absolutely was. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he could run a little bit. That was a heck of a guess. Talk though. about a legendary quarterback, though. I always forget Steve Young. Because he's overshadowed by Joe Montana. I mean, how many... Legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks are overshadowed by another quarterback. Which is weird because Steve Young is still kind of like doing media. Joe Montana is just fighting off uh, home invaders. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Then Broadway Joe's out there kissing sidelines reporters. Yeah, kissing uh, (laughs) Susie Colbert. (laughs) Wrap us up there, J-Man, for episode 203. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show live on the ISC Sports Network. That was a fun one tonight. Go buy our merch. Promo code, capital T-A-N-D-J. 
Uh, you get free shipping on all your orders and Sunday, October 11th. Have a great rest of the week, everybody, and we'll be back at it next Monday. See ya. <laughs>